This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. On this segment, we're joined by angel investor and serial entrepreneur Mahesh Rajakopalan. I hope I got that name right. Mahesh, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the program, David. You're absolutely welcome. And uh, a plethora of things to discuss with you. You've run several businesses. And let's uh, touch on each of them. And then we can do a deeper dive for our listeners and uh, get to know you and get to know how you approach uh, the matter of growing business. Resolvity, this was uh, prior to your current endeavor, which is PicPal. And we'll talk about that in a moment. You were the co-founder and president of this company, Resolvity. The company was really focused on speech recognition on the cloud. So talk a little bit about how you moved into this company, creating it, what it did, and uh, sort of the arc of the company itself, where it is today. Sure. Certainly. Happy to do that. So um, Resolvity was my first venture into into becoming an entrepreneur. And the way the Resolvity started as a business was that prior to Resolvity, I was with Verizon Communications. And uh, there I was responsible for building and deploying several new telecommunications products. And one of the things there I saw in my experience building these products is the, the enormous amount of customer support that these enterprises need in order to support the products that they deploy to customers. Yeah. And uh, I was looking at that and I saw an opportunity to use speech recognition to change the way customer support and specifically phone-based customer supporters are done. And that's the genesis of uh, Resolvity. I teamed up with uh, another person who had a lot of familiarity with building uh, customer support centers, and uh, together uh, we started that company. We built Resolvity as a cloud-based artificial intelligence technology platform that automates uh, customer support transactions on the phone. So in many ways, this is your next-generation IBR that's speech-enabled. Today, our customers are Fortune 500 enterprises, and our focus over the years has been in the cable, high-tech, and telecom space. You might imagine in these spaces, customer support needs are huge. There's always that phone number that customers call into, and uh, we help 
automate those transactions with the artificial intelligence exactly. technology that's in yeah. the cloud. So we've all experienced these artificial intelligence interfaces, uh, the, the automation and the speech recognition. These right. technologies seem to have improved quite a bit over the years, and uh, it seems that that would make these operations much, much more efficient uh, in terms of uh, requiring humans to spend time with customers. I guess that's at the core of what you sold. Certainly. That, that's, you hit it spot on. When I came into this industry, one of the things that I looked at was that these automated systems that customers used to interact with were very rigid, right? I mean, you could only say very few things or you've got to be very careful about what you press. And right. pretty much customers were straight-jacketed into these narrow systems. And that doesn't really work in real-life customer interactions. And uh, our epiphany there really was that was really twofold. One is that artificial intelligence had now got into a point where you can really make those interactions more flexible, more customized to that individual interaction with that particular user so that that user is more comfortable, you know, working with the machine, I, I can say, and yeah. try yeah. and solve their transactions. So that was one part of it. The other part of it is that a lot of the systems that we saw during those days, they used to be these once done, once and done kind of systems, right? And again, that's, that builds an inflexibility, which is sort of why we moved it to the cloud, because cloud, uh, cloud gave us the opportunity to be able to now treat all our various systems for our various customers in a manner where we can learn from one, and, one system and another and sort of feed that information to all our other systems. So we're always in the cutting edge in terms of speech recognition quality, in terms of interaction quality. So that really was the difference that we brought to the space, which is one, move things to the cloud and not have these boxes sitting in some dark room trying to automate customer support transactions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. second is sort of really build in artificial intelligence. And you've seen now, you know, it's continued to progress. Siri and Google speech recognition do a fantastic job on the phone. Uh, mobile phones, we're trying to do the same thing on, you know, your phones when you call into customers. So is, this, is the company Resolvity still operating? I guess it is, right? Oh, very much. Yes. We're very, so let me talk to you a little bit about the trajectory, uh, uh, you know. Perfect. Uh, so perfect. Like I said, yes. uh, we started off and um, really it took us about two years really to firm up the value proposition, spend several hundreds of hours sitting in call centers of our customers, really truly understanding customer interactions so that we could build this system. And um, then once we had the, the product in place, we've gone out there. Today, we continue to serve several Fortune 500 companies. I myself, uh, you know, what I did really was that I've now put together a team that deals with the day-to-day -day interactions. And uh, I have now turned my focus since 2014 to group messaging. So yes, the company is, is profitable, has been growing organically, and uh, we see this trend continue at least into the next decade uh, in terms of uh, volumes and customer support interactions growing for platforms like this. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, were there any particular takeaways you can share for our audience of entrepreneurs about the growth trajectory and how you engineered it to grow as successfully as it did? What was a takeaway that you can share? Certainly. So one of the early things I've, uh, you know, I saw was that I had this one experience where I'd seen customer support 
at Verizon Communications. But uh, soon, you know, venturing out, I realized that you really need to go out to the customer. You've got to figure out what's happening uh, to users uh, in your entire customer base. So that's, that's one thing I'd say to users is be very close to the users of the product. If you are not consuming your product and understanding how your users are consuming your product, you will not build something uh, that is of value. Yeah, get the feedback. Yeah. Yeah, the feedback's essential. And I think one of the things we face as entrepreneurs is that there are so many competing interests uh, that, you know, that need our time. And uh, sometimes you kind of feel you have the model right. And uh, you, you keep plugging along till you sort of realize that, you know, things have moved. Your users, the way they interact with your systems different, their needs are different, and uh, so on and so forth. Another thing I learned in a big way is the power of teams. So to take you back to the 2007-2008 time frame, we, like, you know, we were growing, and, but like many businesses, we were hit in a big way by the Great Recession of uh, 2008. Sure. Top-line revenues began plateauing. Some of our customers were facing difficulty, which means they were beginning to close accounts and things like that. And we reached a very tough time where the viability of the business, sort of the, we knew the business model was right, we knew the value proposition was right, but the viability of the business in the near terms, in terms of revenues and burn, was really in question. Sure. And uh, that's when, it was also a time when, you know, employment was not easy out in the marketplace, right, because everybody was closing down. And that time we sort of had a, a big uh, come-together moment with the team where I sort of laid out what I believe were the promises and the opportunities in the space in the long term and the challenges in the near term. And they really delivered uh, for me. You know, they, the team jointly decided to take a big uh, pay cut. And I promised them that I'll get them out of that crisis together, right? Wow. I'm not going to leave anybody wow. behind. And, um, you know, it was also good fortune that I was, and all our hard work that I was able to make that happen. Uh, we, we came out of that into 2009 and 10 to strong profitability and growth with everyone in the team. Right? Well, it's really, a, to, I was going to say, it's really a tribute to you and the culture you've built there, the trust, and the feeling that your employees and your management has about they're a part of something bigger than their own paycheck, which is so fundamental. If you can establish and build that uh, you know, with a team, you can, I think you can do anything, right? Totally. I think that was, uh, it was very interesting. I know I've, I'd seen this and read about it in books, but right. I saw that coming together, Unbelievable. you know, for me in, in, yeah. those, in that interaction. And yeah. really what seemed like a, now looking past, it was very clearly a very, very difficult moment for, um, for me and for my team members, right? I mean, they sure. were all facing big challenges and you're right. I think it, if, if there's anything I learned in this is team is everything. Team if is everything. that right and you don't have them aligned, you're, you're lost. And, and just to wrap up uh, Resolvity, uh, I'm curious because I'm an audio guy. It sounds like an actual human does record a, a series of responses that are then triggered based on the behavior of the caller, the inbound caller. Is that true? Do you record phrases and possible uh, responses? Is that how that works? You're, uh, you're right in that. In some, it depends on the situation there, really. In some cases, we record uh, it's actual human beings recording phrases. And yeah. then you sort of dynamically build them together. Right. In other cases, you sort of build an entire uh, audio system where 
uh, you build these responses from very, very basic units of audio by humans. So, okay. Okay, so they might be words or uh, very, very short pieces that are then logically put together depending on the response required. Because it gives you a lot more flex. Yeah, I understand, right, rather than having phrases that you're stuck with. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with Mahish Rajagopalan. He is uh, an extraordinary entrepreneur, and uh, we're talking a little bit about some of the businesses he's built, uh, including Resolvity. And uh, let's switch gears now. I'd like to talk a little bit about PicPal, which is your current business. You're building this now. Tell us about PicPal. What does it do? What's the value proposition? And where are you in the trajectory of growth for that company? So like I was mentioning, once we got uh, Resolvity to a place where it was uh, growing organically, I put... You know, I gave uh, the day-to-day management uh, to, to my management team, and I really refocused my efforts to group messaging. And um, before I talk about the details of PicPal, I sort of want to lay out the landscape, uh, the landscape for our u- the users of our product. Perfect. Uh, primarily on PicPal, the users are um, really Gen Z and millennials. It is, uh, it is a more uh, youth-oriented product. And uh, if you look at the landscape for these teenagers and young millennials growing up today, they, are, they grew up in a digitally connected world with that ubiquitous camera phone with them all the time. Exactly. Right? Yep. The other, so they're, they're very visually oriented in their interactions. The other thing that this generation has grown up with is that they watch their Elders commit a bunch of public flubs on Facebook, right? These uh, flubs have had dire consequences both uh, to these users in their personal and professional lives. And as a result, this new, younger generation values their privacy in a big way, which is why you see them moving away from Facebook and you read all this data about uh, these users not using Facebook as much. Fascinating. So, so that's, that's two things that you'd see very... Um, very significant in this population, which is one is they're very visually oriented, they're big about images, and secondly, they value their privacy. Given that landscape, one of the big gaps I see in today's interactions is in group messaging, right? There is Snapchat, the, the app of disappearing pictures, which we're great fans of. It's great for one-on-one communications, but it's, it's not a great place to have real group messaging where you can share moments with a larger group or invite more people into the conversation. And that's where, in this growing age of the selfie, that's where PicPal comes in. So what does PicPal do? PicPal turns photos and selfies into a live conversational collage, right? The app allows users to take a picture, invite a group of friends to do the same. The app then combines these images into one live updatable collage that the group can then use to communicate with one another as the day goes along. So that was the epiphany we had, right? Because the idea was collage is a great medium where you have multiple pictures showing up in one time. Why not use that collage as the means to build a visually enriching conversation that focuses on the group and not as much on just one person or the other. Fascinating. So this is a group sort of linear narrative using photos, still photos, selfies and such, as the, uh, I'll call it maybe the core content, uh, along with chat. Do I have that right? 
Yes, you're right. It's very visually focused. Users can uh, apply a variety of filters. They doodle a lot. They can add text to that image. But you're completely correct that we've, we have kept it very visual and always group focused. At any time, you look at the collage and you know what's the latest status of that squad of yours. Uh, squad is how our core audience likes to refer to their group of friends. And so you always have a live update, a live status of your squad. Have you found that the squads remain constant? I mean, they might invite new people in, but are they long? Is it a long game? That's what I'm trying to get to. Or, or do they end? Is there an end point to a conversation within PicPal and then a new one begins? How have you observed those behaviors? So squads tend to be pretty stable. So people tend to update uh, the same collage. Uh, but what I notice that each person tends to belong to more than one squad. So there's, there's really this sort of separation of worlds where there are different groups uh, that people are members of, but yeah. each one of them tends to be pretty stable. Uh, they have their sort of own group dynamics in terms of how often they interact. And uh, So you can think of these as intersecting circles almost. It's kind of like, uh, I guess, uh, Google Plus in a certain way, right? In terms of the yeah, intersection. I'd stay away from Google Plus. Because <laughs> right. Google Plus is really about public broadcast in many ways. You know right. what I mean? Yes, I do. And uh, I, think, I think that's where we really differ. And you'll notice a lot of the n- new generation of applications that focus on interaction differ. We focus more on private groups and conversations within private groups. In fact, when I look at um, what happens, uh, the app does let you share your collage, you can, you can post it, you can post sort of a, a snapshot of that live collage to social media, or you can share it with a larger group within the app. And we notice that our users tend to keep the sharing to within the app. I think in part, it, it is sort of this reflection of uh, the need for privacy and the need to share in a much more limited group than sort of broadcast yeah. the world. Yeah, I understand. And you've observed that privacy is a value to this teen and millennial uh, sub-market. So this is critical. And it, I'm glad I mentioned Google+, Plus because it's completely really not about that at all. It's in contrast to these so-called broadcast platforms. So Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Very, very fascinating. com is the website. Uh, we've been visiting with uh, Mahesh Rajagopalan, uh, the founder of both Resolvity, a customer service automation, speech recognition automation platform, still thriving and growing, and his new company, PicPal. Mahesh, a pleasure to have you. We want to follow your story as you continue to grow, and uh, you'll, there'll probably be a next company you'll be launching within a few years, I'm guessing, right? I uh, sure hope so, but right now, <laughs> all my energies are on getting PicPal to the next level. Uh, we've gotten our we got our latest iteration in with all these uh, features that is about conversational collages in December, and uh, we've been growing at a very good pace, and uh, activity in the app is is really up on a week by week and month by month basis. So very we're all good. glued to our. <laughs> Uh, to watching that data right now. Excellent. Very good. Again, it's www.getpickpal, P-I-C-P-A-L.com. Mahesh, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you, David. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.